On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about setting intentions and how setting intentions can have a positive effect on your actions. You're listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach Robin McMahon author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. So welcome back. Today's episode, I said I want to talk about intentions. And we do this because intention holds power because your mindset holds incredible power. There is a quote from the Buddha that says the following, what you think you become, what you feel you attract, and what you imagine you create. And I think that sets us up really nicely for what we're going to be talking about today. So I want to say to you that whatever you set your mind to over and over again has an effect on your actions and surprisingly on your kids' actions as well. We have a huge opportunity right now to change the future of your family with your very words and your actions and your energy. We are raising children, which is a huge honor and opportunity. So I want to ask you to do one thing, and I want you to think about how it is that you be as a parent and what qualities you would like to embody as your new way of being with your child. So think of three to five qualities through your experience of this peaceful way of parenting. What would you like to embody? Would you like to embody more patience, more presence? Would you like to embody listening better or having more curiosity? Would you like to embody self-care for yourself? Think of those things. Think of what it, what, what it is that you would like to embody. And then I want you to go a step further. And I want you to reflect on what you would really like for your family. So if you could wave a magic wand and have a completely transformed relationship with your kids, what would that look like for you? Just imagine how things could be. Because when you do, when you have a vision and you have, you've imagined this, it's more likely to happen this way. So paint a vivid picture for yourself. And if things get tough, you can always go back to this vision and the intentions you have to remind yourself of why you're here, why you're doing this, why you want a different way for your parenting. I can tell you that I did this for my own family and I felt a little cynical at first, like it could never happen, but it really has happened for me. And I can tell you that, you know, we're not perfect. Of course we're not perfect, but we are connected and it truly fills my heart. And I feel joy in a way that I hadn't before. So I really want you to do this for yourself, whether you're doing it now while you're listening or after you're done listening, paint a really vivid picture for yourself of what you want and what are your intentions? What do you want to embody in your experience as a parent? Now, one thing I want you to consider doing every day is to set a clear and an attainable intention. So it can be anything from, I will listen more and talk less, or today I will not let the judgment of others affect me, 
Or today, I will love more and argue less. Or today, I will take time to notice the beauty in my child, even when they're having a meltdown, <laughs> even when they're being rude and disrespectful. I still choose to see the beauty in my child. Maybe it's, I will go slow at bedtime and connect with my child. Maybe that's my intention today. To make these really stick, you want to set your intention in the morning. And I always say to set it as a reminder in your phone. So let's say your intention is to listen more and talk less, but you're away, with your, you're away from your kids most of the day because they're either in school or you're working or whatever it is. Set a reminder in your phone just before you're reunited with your kids so that you remember that that's the intention that you have. And again, where you set your intention is where your mind follows and your actions follow that. All right, so intentions are really powerful. So set them every morning. Maybe you have a different one every morning. Maybe you put a journal beside your bed and when you're waking up, you set your intention today. I won't freak out when my kids argue about brushing their teeth. <laughs> Maybe it's something just really simple. It can be as simple as you want. Don't judge it. Just do it because that's one step further, one simple step that you can do to becoming a more conscious and more peaceful, more grounded parent. There's another type of intention setting called implementation intentions. And this is a really cool thing that I discovered from a researcher called Peter Gallweitzer. And he said that implementation intentions are like, when X happens, I will engage in Y. And these are especially effective because they help you anticipate situational cues that can elicit a more automatic and desired response. So this practice, what it really does is it sets your mind in direction that it'll more likely cause you to react in a more positive way. So you're thinking ahead to these frustrating experiences or situations that you have that come up on a regular basis, right? Let's say it's morning time or bedtime or just trying to get out of the house, right? These intentions are here to identify where and how you will implement goals for reactions. So it'll be more likely that you react with more compassion, connection, and uh, patience to a specific situation with your kids, especially in those frustrating moments. So some of these implementation intentions can be like, if my toddler skips a nap, I'll take both of us for a walk and not let it ruin my day. The X is skipping the nap and the Y is taking us for a walk and I won't let it ruin my day. Or maybe it's, if my child has challenging behavior, I'll turn on some common music and make myself a cup of tea to stay grounded. Or if my kids start roughhousing inside, I will send them to the yard to play. Something like that. That is the X and I will do Y can really set you up for those challenging situations that you know are going to happen, that you know are going to come up. So setting intentions is such a great thing to show and model for your kids and they can work with intentions for their day as well. So you can encourage them to set intentions like today, I will listen to my teacher instead of talking to my friends or today my intention is to read two books instead of one, or I intend to eat all of my lunch today, something like that. 
right? But they can also learn those implementation intentions, which can really help them work out some things that maybe they don't know how to respond to or react to. So it can be like when Sam calls me a name, I won't call him a name back. Instead, I'll tell the teacher. And when I'm assigned homework, I'll write it clearly in my planner. Or when I feel overwhelmed, I'll ask for help. Those are some really good things to get your kids thinking about how, that they, how they should react and how they can solve some problems on their own. Really great tool to give your kids and yourself. So on today's podcast, I actually have a special guest. Uh, I have a mom named Cassie on who has reached out to me asking about intentions, how she can set herself up for success with her two kids and intentions around some of the behavior that she's experiencing with her older child. So with this next part of our podcast, uh, I'm walking her through some of the ways that she can put through some new intentions, but also create a new mindset as well. You are currently listening to the Parenting Our Future podcast. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating over iTunes. If something I've said today has sparked your interest, I'd love to further the conversation. So please connect with me at www.parentingforconnection.com or on social media, which is linked in the show notes. Now back to the show. This is Cassie. Cassie is uh, one of the moms that has participated in one of the courses that I have created. And one of the first things that I talk about is intentions. And so she reached out to me asking for some support in setting intentions for her kids. So Cassie, can you tell me what the intention was that you were struggling with? Like what was going on with you uh, that made you reach out and ask, like, how do I, how do I do this? Um, so pretty much the foundation of wanting to know what my intentions ought to be is based on how do I deal with anger and frustration as demonstrating for my son so that he knows how to cope and deal with that. And because I think that will fuel what my intentions are, knowing how to cope with that anger, because I don't think I actually know what is the best way to deal with that? Mm. So you want to know how to deal with your anger so that you can deal with his anger. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the examples you gave me was that, um, what do I do when he feels frustrated and angry? Um, like what is the intention that I can set when I'm calling him inside from outside playing and he's upset, right? Mm -hmm. That was the example you gave me. And, yeah. um, and so, so I said, you know, what we talked about was, you know, first of all, you know, we, we often don't want to let our kids feel their feelings. We are uncomfortable with it, right? But mm -hmm. our kids are born into this world fully comfortable feeling their feelings and they do it in like the most awkward times, the most embarrassing times, <laughs> but they have no trouble feeling their feelings. It's us, us as their parents, as we get older, we're just not as comfortable with it. So we want to avoid at all costs these emotions. But the reality is, and this is something that I really do say a lot, is the reality is, is that our kids can't deal with or articulate their feelings 
So they come with a built-in mechanism that is a meltdown or a tantrum, right? Same thing. And, and they just need to release their feelings. It's like relieving the pressure on a valve, right? So if you can have the intention that I will allow my son to feel his feelings through transitions, that can mm-hmm. be helpful. So when I say that, I will allow my son to feel his feelings through transitions how does that make you feel? And does it fit? It does fit. It completely fits. Um, it's also a little bit scary. Um, okay. just, just thinking of what people are going to think if they see me letting him feel his feelings and in what way. Okay. So like if we're out in public and this happens at the playground and all of a sudden he starts kicking gravel, kicking. how do I let him feel his feelings safely? Yeah. Well, and I think that's a little bit different, right? I think that that's not safe. So if you're doing something unsafe, that's when you need to intervene, right? Because somebody could get hurt. He could get hurt. Another kid could get hurt. So you want to, you want to, you know, jump in and remove the danger. And then, and then you can just say to him, yeah, I I see you are really upset right now. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry it out. And when he is calm, that's when you go to him and you say, Hey babe, you know what? I know you were so upset at the park earlier today, but I really isn't safe for you to be kicking gravel like that. You know, that's something, what could you do instead? You know, let's talk about what we could do instead. Do you, would it be helpful if you just ran over to mummy instead? Or, you know, do we need to, you know, run around the tree at the park a couple of times if you're mad? Like, what could he do instead? Maybe he needs to pull grass out of the ground or something like that. Something Ooh. to channel his anger, but we allow it because he needs to feel it. He, he just needs to, right? But we've got to give him strategies and solutions that are safe and that make sense. So, um, and so, so then I would say, or I would think that the opinion of others wouldn't be such a big deal because he's not doing something alarming, right. Or unsafe for their own kids. Would you say with, does that, is that right? Yeah, that would make sense. And honestly, I have seen other parents do it quite nicely and Mm. it's nice to observe because it gives me food for thought. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and you know what happens though is a lot of the times we will react uh, from our own stress from other people being around, right? Our reactions can be even worse or not at all because other people are around. Like other people really affect the way we we interact with our kids, don't they? Completely. Yeah. And we really have to allow ourselves to do what's right for our child first, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the that's another intention. Like my intention is to mm-hmm. ignore the judgment of others and do what's right for my son right now, you know, or yeah. in this moment. Um, because look, what I know is that other people, we always think they're looking at us judging, but most of the time people are thinking, oh, that poor mom. You know, they're not, they're not saying, oh, you're the worst mom ever. You know, they're, they're saying poor mom, right? And I think that we also really need to work at our own selves, keep our own selves in check. And this is really a topic for another, um, another day, but to keep our own selves in check so that we're not judging others because we're all, you know, we all have struggles, right? None of us 
do this perfectly. This parenting thing is no joke. It's hard. And, you know, we need to give each other grace and allow each other to make mistakes without judgment, you know, because we, we deserve, we deserve the respect and support of our peers. Don't you think? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, um, okay. So now you had another question too, right? Your, uh, this was about you nursing your youngest, your six month old daughter and Mm -hmm. him having some feelings about that too, right? Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So he often, well, I'll start off with the fact that Jubal loves to nurse all the time. He is a nursing king and even when Selah was born, he hopped into the birth pool as soon as she was born and he started nursing as well. Wow. So it was a really beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a queen just having both my babies nursing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when put her foot in his face and he would start stroking her leg, Aww. it was the absolute sweetest thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of affection towards nursing and we quite enjoy it. It's so mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and then a couple months in, um, postpartum, I started becoming very anxious and angry when Jubal would nurse. Okay. And so I didn't want him nursing, but then in my mind and in my heart, I was thinking, oh, but I know it's, it's really connecting for him. And when he's sick, it's the best electrolyte drink there is, and it helps his belly. Mm. And. It's just, it's loaded with all the goodness in the world, emotionally and physically. So mm-hmm. I don't want to say no when he's sick mm-hmm. and then really engorged because Sayla's been nursing on one side the entire night and I just forgot to roll over that he's really good at emptying the other side. So it's not full. Right. So there's, I've been holding on to like not completely weaning him, but he will mm-hmm. still act to nurse. Okay. And Sometimes he will ask to nurse and I don't feel like nursing him because I know I'm going to become anxious and angry. And he becomes very frustrated with that and he will scream and he will say, no nurse. But when he says nurse, it is like a full belly scream. He is completely angry that I'm saying no or that I'm saying wait. So I guess when it comes to intentions, I'm wondering what, what is my intention in that moment? Yeah. How do I work with that? Yeah. You know, I, I think it's probably hard for him because it's a little bit, sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, right? So he might be a little unclear on like, can I do this or not? Like, it, it, could that be part of it too? Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. it might be something that you, and look, I, I know there's, there's an emotional, physical bond there. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, it is hard to give it up, right? Um, but if it's, you know, here's what I always say too. If it's a no, it needs to be an authentic no. If it's a no, it, it, it can't turn into a yes later because it, it, it totally negates your nose. You know, it doesn't, it, they, they carry no more weight because it's like, well, if I keep, if I keep at you, then you're going to eventually say yes. Right. So if it's a no, it has to be a no. And it's okay to say no, say no to your kids. Absolutely. This is not always about saying yes. This is something that he needs to transition towards not having anymore. And it's going to be hard to see his sister still do it. Right. And she may do it for another year or two. Right. Mm. 
And so he's going to have to accept that. So what, you know, first of all, your intention is, you know, what, what I think for you would be, again, my, I, I can allow him to be disappointed, but that doesn't mean I have to say yes. Or, you know, hmm. I can accept his feelings are big, but it doesn't change my mind or it won't change my mind. My, my intention is to accept his feelings but hold my, hold my boundary. Maybe that's it. My intention is to accept my feelings, but hold my boundary. And the boundary is no, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. What do you think of that one? That makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that still will be hard because I think it's like firmly believing in my boundary and it probably because I am not yet fully comfortable with his disappointment there. Mm -hmm. And, and I think there's more to this than just intentions. I think that, um, you know, if we were to go deeper into this, I think that there, there's some beliefs that you have about this. And, you know, I wonder, like, what are you telling yourself when, when he wants to nurse and you're saying no? You know, what, what is that internal dialogue like for you? It's pretty much that I'm depriving him of something that is rightfully his because of my own emotions. My emotions are getting in the way because of the anxiety and the anger, which is most likely hormonally related. So I feel like I should be able to control that because I'm also a herbalist. So I feel like I should just be able to whip out a herb that's going to help with mm. partum hormones and, you know, just mm. be done with it. And you know, right. he's done. So I, so you're thinking to yourself, I'm depriving him of what is rightfully his, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're telling yourself this is the best possible substance for him. You know, there's no better electrolytes. There's just no better for his gut, for his whole health, plus the connection part of it. But yep. it's also bringing up, it's making you feel what? Anxious. Anxious? Angry. And angry. Why is it making you anxious and angry? I don't know, to be honest. I, I don't know. One of my friends had suggested that it was because I hadn't held a boundary with nursing with him before, and he had crossed the boundary hmm. so many times, and that's why I was anxious. I'm, I'm not quite sure of the validity of that, but I'm not sure why I feel that way. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. Do you want to continue to nurse him? At this point, not really. Not really. So no. could, it, could it be that you just need to give yourself permission to say no? Like, it's okay. He's two and a half. He's had it for two and a half years. You've done your job, right? Yeah. Maybe your intention isn't about him at all, but your intention is, is that I accept that I have placed this boundary, hmm. right? Okay. Or I give myself permission to have a boundary, you know, yeah. maybe you feel like you don't even deserve to have this boundary, but you do. Yeah. 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 So I give myself permission to have this boundary. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That seems really clear, actually. How does that feel for you? Um, it kind of feels like there's a little bit of a weight lifted off. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Wow. And, and here's what you need to do is you need to remember this, right? And so when you're setting your intentions, you know, what I, what I really encourage everybody to do is set an intention every day. It can be the same intention every day, or it can be a different one every day. Sometimes we need to set intentions just before we're reunited with our kids after they come home from school or daycare or we just come back into the home and we need to set our intention like my intention is to respond peacefully and not bring my day into my home or you know there's lots of different things that we can do right and there's also implementation intentions too where it's where you say when my child does this my response will be this. So I intend to respond with love when he says things that can be unkind or I, mm-hmm. my intention is to respond with patience or curiosity when he does this or whatever, right? So there's different, there's different ways that we can approach intentions, but it's important that you set them and you remember them because where your thoughts go, right? Where your mind goes, your thoughts go, your actions follow. And so this really sets you up for those peaceful responses that you want, right? You're a mother of two who wants to be a mother of 10. And you're so amazing that you're here taking one of my courses, talking to me, being willing to be open and honest and saying, look, I want to get this right now so that when I have more kids or even just when these two are older, that I can show up in the best way that I possibly can. I mean, come on. Way to go. Way to go, mama. <laughs> that is beautiful. So, so, so really, um, my intention is to accept his feelings, right? When he's upset and that when you feel that thought come back into your consciousness that I'm depriving him of what's rightfully his, I want you to say, no, mm-hmm. I give myself permission to have this boundary. I give myself permission to have this boundary. And, you know, you can post it on post-it notes around your house. If that's something that you feel that you need, you can set it as a reminder in your phone. You know, you can have a journal by your bedside and write down your intentions. And again, if it's the same one, but, but create that, create that habit that uh, the, the repetition of doing it all the time, that's how we create new neural pathways too. And, and that's what we want to do. We want to get rid of the old thought that you're depriving him and you want to embrace the new thought, the new intention that no, it's okay. I can do this. I can do this for, for me and I can do this for my child. It's okay. Does that curb the, the thought creep in of, Oh, maybe I don't need to keep that boundary. Like just setting the intentions curb that. So I think so because, you know, you're also saying I give myself permission to hold this boundary. And, 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 and that's why I asked you, is this an authentic yes or an authentic no? Is this really no, I don't want to do this. Right. Because if you're not sure, you got to get to a place where you're sure. And then you hold it. Right. Because you're not doing any favors for him. If you're going back and forth, because that's confusing. You know, he is only two and a half. He doesn't know. And, and boundaries are just the scaffolding of support that we put around our kids so they know what's okay and what's not okay. And they need them. They need to have some structure and they need to know it's not, what, what, whether it's okay or it's not okay. And if the, it's a constant moving target, that's hard on everybody, right? Yeah. It would be hard for us as adults, right? If, if we didn't really know where we stood with our spouse or our bosses or even other family, like whoever, if it was always different, 
well, that doesn't set you up for connection or communication or cooperation for that matter, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. It would be so confusing and I would have no idea how to relate to them. <laughs> yeah, and it would breed anger and resentment, wouldn't it? Because yeah. that's what you want. Yeah. 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 So this has been great. I, I'm glad that you're feeling a little bit lighter and I really hope that you will go and start your day with these intentions and go easy on yourself too, you know, go easy on yourself. It's okay to have a day or to have these moments where you don't want to do something. It's okay. You have to take care of yourself first. It's number one for managing anger and frustration in your home taking care of you. So please make sure you do that too. Why don't you set an intention on how you're going to take care of yourself? That would be a good one. That's a good idea. Yes, I should. I should. That would be a good reminder. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to do that. And thank you for taking the time out tonight to, to talk to me and to share your story with everybody here who's listening. It means a lot to me and I know it will mean a lot to them as well. So thank you so much, Cassie. Anytime. Thank you for asking me to Oh, I'm so happy. Uh, well, thanks again. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my podcast, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who wish to get in contact with me directly, all my details are on my website, www.parentingforconnection.com. And of course, I have all my details in the show notes. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.